My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Weekly Horoscope for the 14th of December, 2020, through the 21st of December, 2020. And this week, we have two significant transits, which are today is the new moon and a solar eclipse. And then on the 16th, the sun moves into Sagittarius. So today, everything is piled up in Scorpio, and that is not necessarily the best place for some of these planets to be because planets can be in a good, negative, or neutral dignity in any sign. So most of the stuff happening here is not super positive, but there are ways we can work with it, and I'll share all about that in today's episode, which is brought to you by the new Vedic Astrology membership you can sign up for right now at quietmindastrology.com. And the members, founding members pricing is available right now, $9.97 a month or $108 a year. You get a month free with that. So this is where I'll be posting weekly in-depth astrology lessons, monthly sign-by-sign horoscopes and helping you integrate all of this stuff into your life with special practices and new moon ceremonies, full moon ceremonies. And there's a private community that you can connect with people around the world who are all doing this self-exploration work. So this is for those of you who want to study astrology and really integrate it into your life. And it's the most in-depth thing I'll be offering with astrology from this perspective. Of course, if you want to eventually read charts and be an astrologer, I have my mentorship, which I think is full. I might have space for one more person, but I'm not going to open that up to the public for quite a while. So if you really want to learn how to read charts and you're ready and you can commit four to five hours a week, You can email me, jeremy at quietmind.yoga. But if you want to learn sign by sign what Jupiter represents, what Venus represents, what you can look at in your chart to understand your career and your finances, your health, your relationship, compatibility, all of the areas of life, we'll address that week by week inside of this membership. And there's a monthly Q&A as well. I get a lot of questions that it just makes sense to answer them there inside of the membership. And you have access to me there. You can ask any questions you want. I'm going to be moving away from Facebook and not really using Facebook very much, a little bit of uh, Instagram, but I've got this amazing new community tool where you can just focus on learning astrology and you can also connect it if you happen to be in my teacher training program or my yoga programs or other stuff. It's all going to be seamlessly integrated so you can focus on your learning and growth in your community platform and not all of the distractions and noise of social media. Which brings me to my point about today's big transit of the new moon in Scorpio. And again, if you want to check out the membership, go to uh, quietmindastrology.com, quietmindastrology.com to check it out. But today, so the new moon in Scorpio, it's a solar eclipse. This is a cycle that started with the lunar eclipse back at the end of last month. These are big energetic portals that we go through and cannot go back from. So today here in the U.S., all of the uh, elected officials are casting their votes because of the uh, way that the U.S. election system is set up. So that's a big turning point with all of that stuff that's been going on with the election because it happened during the Mercury retrograde, like the 2000 election. So there's a lot of miscommunications and complications around that and drama around that. So that will start to clear up going forward from here. But on a personal level, this is a time of deep introspection deep insights, deep meditation. If you're not already doing a yoga or meditation practice today or this week, highly recommend it. Doing things that can bring you in touch with water, maybe taking baths, 
hot tubs, sauna even, uh, something that focuses on being near water, immersed in water is always good during the eclipses, but especially this one with all the Scorpio energy, which represents the depths of the ocean kind of waters, like those deep, dark waters where those, those scary fish with teeth all over their face and a flashlight on their head, right? This uh, deep, dark depths of things. And also the secrets and the mysteries and the occult, right? This is part of why I'm launching this uh, membership program during this time, because it's a huge energy boost for all things to do with Scorpio, which can come out negatively, which we saw if you checked out the news yesterday, there was protest and unfortunate deaths even in the protests yesterday. And there's this massive division happening so we're moving into the energy of the American Revolution and the French Revolution. So when Pluto transits at the end of this month, we're going into this energy that hasn't happened since way back in, in 1773. And if you want to do a little research on that yourself, I'll have a link in the show notes to a great kind of funny video about the American Revolution, about as funny as you can make it. Uh, it's actually pretty entertaining, but it sums up what happened in the American Revolution and you can check it out for yourself. See if you see any potential parallels of where they ended up three years into their Pluto and Capricorn transit and see if that has any sort of inkling of what could be brewing right now in the U.S. with the massive division. Of course, whatever you believe and you align with, there's 75 million people who voted for A and 75 million people who voted for B. So it's right down the middle, essentially, with like a margin of a couple thousand or maybe a couple million, depending on what numbers you look at. But it's half. So that's very much divided. And it's not like, oh, they won. You know, that's nice. It's like uh, a huge division where it's not okay if the other side wins. So we're going to see the repercussions of that over the next few years. And if you just look back through history, you see these transits. Pluto hasn't been here since the American Revolution and the French Revolution. So I'll be sharing more about that soon, but we feel that energy, that hostility boiling up with the strong Scorpio energy. Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Even though Scorpio is a water sign itself, Mars is a fire sign, the warrior energy, which is in a great friend sign of Pisces. Pisces is ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is debilitated right now with Saturn. So it puts this sort of heaviness and restriction on Jupiter, the general, which is directing Mars to take action and go out and to fight for what? Your beliefs, your ideals, your vision of the future of Pisces. And that is all influencing everything else because it's all in Scorpio. The sun, moon, Mercury, K2, and Venus are all in Scorpio right now. And Scorpio is very strong. So Mars energy is very strong. And it's ruled by Jupiter, so it's not the most positive expression. And all of these planets here, like for example, Mercury being in Scorpio is an enemy sign. Venus in Scorpio is an enemy sign. So that means the more negative qualities come out. Our communication is more harsh, more combative, more confrontational. The Venus, the, the beauty, the love is really weak right now. It's the weakest planet in the uh, transits right now based on the Shadbala, the planetary strength. And that means that our sense of like what we love, where we feel like we can express our emotions and feel connected and harmonious and find beauty in situations is just stamped out. So it's not really available to us right now. 
again, this could be different for you based on your birth chart and inside of the membership. That's where I'll be going through sign by sign. So if you're a Scorpio rising, this is all affecting you very significantly. And your whole personality, your whole sense of self and identity is being challenged right now. And if you happen to be a Sagittarius rising, this is all happening in your 12th house of losses, isolation, transformation, moksha. So you might be having experience of losing something significant to you because of all of this stuff here. K2 being really strong in this sense of exalted in Scorpio, it cuts away what is no longer necessary. So especially for the Sag risings and the Sag moons out there, this is a time where there's some things that you just have to let go of or they'll be taken away from you. And that's the sort of challenge of K2, but it's ultimately always for spiritual growth and moksha, liberation. So you take away what is not really truly who you are so you can make space for what is really in alignment for you. So that's just an example. You know, if you know your rising or moon sign, you can see where Scorpio is in your chart and put some things together, see how this energy is playing out for you. Uh, but I'll be doing that inside of the membership going forward uh, and then giving the general horoscopes here on the podcast. So the sun and the moon together, that's a new moon. So the moon is weakened and it's debilitated in Scorpio. So the moon is our mind and emotions and Scorpio is intense ups and downs. The moon is always waxing and waning and changing itself. So that's all amplified. So there's an intensity to emotions. This could, all of this could lead to not thinking clearly, disease, uh, this is everything in Ayurvedic perspective, all disease starts on a subtle energetic level first. So if our thoughts are worried, scattered, afraid, anxious, fearful, worried about being manipulated, having things taken from us, afraid of loss, and humans by nature were more uh, motivated by fear of loss, like 2.5 times compared to the uh, lure of like gain or happiness or success. So this fear of loss is really strong right now. This fear of intensity, it's a volatile energy and our mind and emotions might be more volatile and up and down right now. And we might not feel like we can think very clearly or our emotions might feel more intense, intensified and out of control in a way. So this will pass, you know, as the moon moves pretty quickly through the signs about every two and a half days or so. So this isn't going to last all week, but right now at the beginning of the week, there's could be this intensity, this up and down, like, oh my God, the year's almost over. I've got all this stuff to do for the holidays, all this planning, and it's this intense energy that might be overwhelming right now. But it will pass, as all these things do, and that's part of why we study astrology. We see the patterns and know that all things will pass over time. Nietzsche, as they say in the uh, Buddhist practice of Vipassana. So Saturn is ruling everything right now. When you look at who rules a house, the dispositor, Saturn has a massive influence on everything. And Saturn's in Capricorn, even stronger. And it's the strongest planet today and mostly throughout this week. Saturn and Mars are both very strong this week. So again, this restriction, limitations, not so good for all the COVID stuff, unfortunately. Of course, with the colder weather here in the U.S. and the Northern Hemisphere, uh, it's flu season essentially. So you know, more likely for people to be sick. So stay inside, stay warm, stay healthy, get lots of rest, water. Again, very important. Staying hydrated. Uh, find what works for you. For a lot of people, it might be 
eight glasses of water a day or find you know a relation to your body weight, find what works for you. But staying hydrated, uh, taking baths, being near water, staying warm, drinking warming teas all helps to warm the extremely vata nature of Saturn, which is dominating everything right now and putting all these restrictions and heaviness and fear and anxiety on top of everything, on top of all of that martial, violent energy of Mars, which is very dominant right now as well. So stay warm, stay hydrated, get lots of rest, take time to rest and recover, especially in December in the Northern Hemisphere. It's a good time to take it a little bit easier before we go into the new year. It's the darkest time of year here. So the sun energy, the vitality, our soul essence energy, the Atman energy is at its weakest in this time of year. Now, of course, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you switch that around a bit. So the sun energy is very strong for you in Australia. Now, there's a lot of listeners in Australia. And the sun energy is very strong. So there's a lot. Of, there can be a lot of vitality and energy right now and enthusiasm. And you're in the most sun time of year, moving towards the solar eclipse or the solar uh, summer equinox, excuse me, the summer equinox there with the solar eclipse. Uh, but still, the, the energy in general has all that Mars influence, that Saturn influence, and that Vata influence. So we want to stay as grounded, centered, and warm as possible within. So that is the opposite quality of vata, and that will keep us more in balance as we work with this tran these transits. Of course, we still have Rahu and Ketu exalted. That's going on throughout the whole next year. So Rahu's in Taurus. So this is still a good time in general for managing finances, building wealth and assets, finding where you feel nourished in your nourishment, Taurus and focusing on what you can control in building your wealth and assets. Maybe that is to do with your business. So many people have had to move their business online this year and find new sources of sustenance and new avenues. And this is a big transformation. Of course, Rahu and Ketu, as I mentioned in last week's episode, it's big transformations in technology. And really over the next year, like there's not much indication that we'll just go back to normal. As I talked about before, it's likely we'll see with the vaccines coming out that there'll be this sort of declaration like, okay, it's all clear, it's all done, uh, but it won't be really fully done, maybe ever, with something we'll kind of live with for many years, uh, based on the astrology of it, similar to past transits with Rahu and Ketu. So we want to really focus on building something new and sustainable that can nourish us, which is Rahu and Taurus energy. And then the K2 in Scorpio is just better understanding our psychology and our psyche, doing some sort of personal development, journaling, reflection, meditation. These things are always good, but especially now and especially this year, a little more introspection and taking that Mars energy that's so strong right now with K2 has a similar kind of vibe as Mars at times. Uh, so there's a relation there where this energy can be cutting sharp and can be kind of uh, violent. So we want to direct that towards what do we need to actively let go of and choose to move on from sort of cutting away things that no longer serve us, as I mentioned in the monthly overview. So if you know there's a habit that you just, why do I keep doing that, right? This is a big push with this eclipse. It's a portal to go through where you can let it go and it'll be a little easier to let it go. You go through this big transformation of today. 
uh, it could be this physical act of writing down the things that you're willing to let go of. And when you do that, nature abhors a vacuum, so you create space for something new to come in. As soon as you clear away those things and you really let them go, something better will come in its place, or at least something new and different. And of course, everybody's been hit so hard this year. And if you have a business, it's been a very challenging year. But this Rahu and Taurus energy is a great placement to give you the motivation if you haven't felt it yet. It's been there for a few months now. This motivation to, okay, what can I build now? What can I acquire now? What can I start over from? And there are endless possibilities. And even if you feel like your work could never be online, there's there's some way to work with this. There's some opportunity in this. And Rahu and Taurus being exalted is saying you can create something new that is solid and reliable and dependable. And you can have the energy to do it and sustain it and get it off the ground. But it will take hard work. And the Saturn right now uh, influencing everything is saying it's going to take really hard work to do all the things anything really this is a big heavy wet blanket on everything it says you can have nice things you can create this new path for yourself you can work through the challenges of this year you can create new intentions but it's all going to take more work than you might feel comfortable with and you're going to get tested and see if you really want these things and that's just going to be the way it is for the next year plus with saturn's influence now Saturn loves and rewards hard work, patience, discipline, meditation, service. You can find ways to serve others, to give back, and see your work as a service. And how can you give more in your work? Saturn rewards service, patience, meditation, giving back, helping underprivileged people, donating. These are all positive remedies for working with Saturn. And then the other big thing is the sun moving into Sagittarius on the 15th. So then we have this increase of hope and optimism. Sun is in a great friend sign of Sagittarius. Very good place for the sun to be after being in Scorpio. With all that down, heavy, dark energy that started the week. Now we move into a little more optimism and positivity and energy and enthusiasm to do the hard work we know we need to do and go into the new year with some new intentions and idealism and hope and optimism. But that move, sun moves into Capricorn, then, you know, a month later, this happens every year, of course, so it's not anything new, but sun's in a great enemy sign of Capricorn. And this potentially is why we see so many people have New Year's resolutions and intentions towards the end of the year, and then quickly, within two weeks, they just drop it and they're back to their old habits. Because the sun goes from the optimism and hope of Sagittarius this week, and then in a month, it'll be in the Capricorn where it's in a great enemy and not so positive and uh, a little bit weakened. So you want to ride the sort of high of the Jupiter and, and plan and set intentions and be optimistic. You could check out the Mindful New Year course if you want to have a step-by-step -step program that guides you through planning your year and see all the transits ahead. But ultimately, you just know that there's going to be that turn in the middle of January where you're not going to feel as optimistic. And that's okay. It's part of the process, part of the cycles. And all of this stuff, we see the big picture transits and we know how to work with it because then the sun moves into Aquarius a month later and it's more neutral. Right? So it's not all terrible and it's not doom and gloom. But there's these ups and downs. And we cultivate the ability to sort of ride the waves of ups and downs and not be pushed and pulled by them as much. 
and we can choose to engage and be responsible and connect with others without having to sort of be totally weighed down when things are heavy and totally, you know, ungrounded when things are good. But we find a stable center within all of these ups and downs. That's the yogic path. That's really what the ancient sages practiced to receive this wisdom, the rishis of India who would sit in meditation throughout their whole life to receive this wisdom. And we can receive the same kind of wisdom and intuition just by doing our practices and seeing how to best work with these energies. It's all potentials, right? It doesn't have to be positive, negative, or neutral. Sometimes the energies are very pushing, very much pushing in one direction, but we always get to choose how to respond to it. Next week, we'll talk about the winter solstice on the 21st and the grand conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter, which happens every 20 years. So this is a big deal. And we'll talk about some of the transits that have happened over history and what we can expect to see from this. We've already kind of seen throughout this year because they've already come together earlier in this year. But it's a powerful, life-changing transit, a generational shift every 20 years, like a generational shift. So we'll talk about what that means next week. And again, if you want to know what the sun in Aries means, sun is exalted in Aries, what does that mean? What, do you, what if somebody you know has that? What if you have that? How about sun in Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, all the signs? I'm creating those step-by-step -step lessons inside of the Vedic Astrology membership. You can check it out right now at quietmindastrology.com and get the early founding members discount. The price will go up in the near future. And you get a members-only podcast feed, you get a members-only community, monthly Q&A, exclusive lessons every Thursday, starting with the sun in Aries and sun through all the signs every week going forward. And you can review those anytime on demand. The library will just keep growing as a resource to learn and study astrology. And you'll get early access to monthly horoscopes. So mid-next week, there'll be a new monthly horoscope there with videos showing how the transits affect your rising and moon sign for all 12 signs. So really cool. It's going to be really fun, and I'm really looking forward to it. You can check it out right now. It just opened right now at quietmindastrology.com. My name is Jeremy Devins. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to sharing more with you next week on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.